skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we are going to answer a letter from somebody who discovered that they were queer thanks to TikTok. <laughs> but <laughs> before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Right. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are just here to offer our humble musings, so hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. And y'all, I don't even understand TikTok, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Every time I send Sierra a TikTok, she's like, it's just so loud on it's there. So like every, everything's loud. just so loud. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into uh, today's letter. It's from Queer and Confused, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from the intersection of head and heart. Hi, friends. I'm writing in because I'm having a hard time trusting myself and my sexual orientation likely due in no small part to compulsory heterosexuality. Here's the sitch. I, 31 she, her, am recently separated from my husband, 37 he, him, and partner of over a decade. We had an incredible mm. relationship. We supported and challenged each other, learned from each other, and grew so much as a couple and as individuals during the course of our relationship. He is my best friend. And 
ideal partner. And by all accounts, I would call our relationship a resounding success. The reason for our separation, however, is because I realized that not only am I queer, but that I may not even be sexually attracted to men like at all. Backstory. I grew up in a small conservative town with a very religious family. I never struggled with my sexuality because honestly, I never really had to think about it. Boys were attracted to me, so I dated them. Simple. It was so long ago, but I like to think that I had crushes on them too. I had a few long-term boyfriends before I met my husband when at 19 in the aftermath of dealing with a sexual assault. Our sex life was the only thing that was a persistent issue in our relationship as I had what I thought to be a very low sex drive, presumably due to antidepressants and sexual trauma. Sex to me felt like going to the gym. You don't want to go. You have other things you'd rather be doing. It feels like a chore, but when... You get in there and start doing the work. You think, this isn't so bad. I might even have fun. I should do this more often. (laughs) That is so relatable. I love that. I love it. And then the next time comes around and you put it off and put it off and the cycle starts again. Kissing and foreplay felt like nothing in my body. But eventually, Mm. once we started having sex, my body would catch up and it would feel amazing. It was intimate, connected, beautiful, and I always felt extremely safe with him. When I discovered that I was queer during the pandemic, thanks TikTok, I thought, okay, I guess I'm bisexual. When we got to a place where we felt comfortable physically exploring that, re me sleeping with a woman, I took my opportunity and when it finally happened, everything changed and my whole world opened up. Mm. I realized that actually I was a sexual person and I wasn't broken after all. I felt my body responding to stimulation and realized how disconnected I had been from my body for so long. I learned what real sexual desire felt like maybe for the first time. The thing Mm. I couldn't stop repeating was this whole time, this is what people (laughs) have been feeling this whole time. (laughs) My world felt... My world turned upside down after this experience, and now I am trying to make sense of it all. We've been separated for a few months now, and I moved out of the house. I feel like I have a lot to figure out and heal and unpack, and it's a journey that I need to take on my own. I know that sex isn't everything in a relationship, and so I don't want it to be the reason that my beautiful marriage ends. But I also feel like by staying, I may be choosing the, quote, safe route and not honoring and exploring what might be my true self. I really was happy. We even talked about having kids next year. I really didn't think I was missing anything, but once I felt it, I just couldn't unfeel it. It's simultaneously exciting and utterly heartbreaking. I guess I want to know your thoughts on this. I know I'm attracted to women. This is a fact. And experience is telling me that I'm probably not attracted to men, but I have a whole lifetime of evidence telling me otherwise. Do I end my happy, healthy, but desireless marriage with an amazing man and best friend to pursue an unknown but sexually fulfilling future with a woman? Thank you for your time. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I just want to start by saying uh, thank you so much for writing this letter, like for articulating this experience, because myself included, I think that there are going to be a lot of people out there listening who have either had like a mirror experience, a a, a comparable 
experience um, or who who needed these words to articulate a fear or articulate a desire or an uncertainty within themselves. Um, mm. I know myself, like just looking at your letter, there are so many things in it, to I, in it that I relate to directly. Um, the compulsory heterosexuality that comes from childhood, like I felt so conflicted about my sexuality for so many years because I did like men because I was mm -hmm. 12 and had a crush on a boy because I didn't know anything else because that's just what you did. It was so simple. And I think for a long time, I even, I even like denied my queerness because that felt good. It felt easy. It felt simple and rewarding to date and sleep with men. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just is easier, you know? And um, it was really confusing to be like, well, I have this, as you say to our letter writer, like a lifetime of experience that says I'm not queer because you enjoyed that kiss because you enjoyed that sex after it warmed up, you sure. know, because yep. whatever, you know, because you loved that man, you loved that man and saw a future with him. Um, I, I routinely used that as, as what I saw as evidence against my queerness um, because of not, you know, of course, compulsory heterosexuality, but also biphobia, the fact that I couldn't possibly like more than one gender and more importantly, that sexuality couldn't possibly be more complicated than just like checking one of three boxes, you know? <laughs> sure. Now that I look back on that anxiety from the security of my queerness now, I think about what, like, not silly me in like a pejorative way, but like silly society for thinking something like sexuality and connection and desire and sex could could possibly be limited to just these to the simplicity of language. You know what I mean? When it's mm -hmm. so physical, it's so nebulous. It could change any day and any experience. Um and of course, I felt so anxious trying to to compress my desire or the potential of my desire or my lust or my sex down into like little words. You know what I mean? <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, I relate absolutely. so much to this letter. That's all to say. Um, and I am so grateful that you articulated it all. We're going to dive into this. But first, we're going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. 
That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Yeah, I absolutely adore this letter. Um, Mostly because of that feeling of like the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? This idea of like, you know, and I think that this is true, um, not just in situations where folks are sort of rediscovering or understanding something new about the who they're attracted to. Mm -hmm. But I also think that this is something that a lot of folks experience in relationships when things may like lack passion and then Mm. suddenly have something where it's like, Oh my God, the whole time I was missing, I was missing out on this the whole time that I was with this person. But what I really appreciate about what you're sort of considering queer and confused is this idea of, yeah, absolutely. Um, there is probably better sex out there for you. And that doesn't mean that your husband isn't offering you a lot of yes. things that may not be sex. Because um, I do think it's important for us to make sure that when we're having these conversations around sex, that we're not sort of 
positing that relationships are either healthy or unhealthy based on how much sex you're having yes, or the totally. type of sex that you're having, right? Like you can be in a completely health, healthy and wonderful relationship that has no sex in it or that has sex in it that doesn't <laughs> doesn't really strike your fancy, right? You because it couldn't be it can be like going to the gym, right? Yes. That can be an okay way for us to approach sex in a way that feels healthy for us. And sounds like what you're experiencing is like this realization of like, oh, there's a whole world out here mm -hmm. where I could be having good sex. It doesn't have to feel like the gym. And I just really appreciate the nuance with which you're looking at this question saying like, is this thing, this like great sex that I could be having, is that more important than this relationship that I'm in with my husband where the sex is fine? That's like going to the gym, but all of these different things are in place. Right. And what a, what a challenging right. and beautiful question to be asking yourself in this moment. Challenge, right? yes, Making exactly. that, right? Like, I'm not, I'm really not trying to like thrust posit toxic positivity on you and be like, this is a good thing. But I do just want to like sit in the sort of amazingness of this new discovery about yourself and the fact that like, you have learned something deeply new about mm. yourself in a way that like lots of people probably will never experience mm. in their lifetime. Right. Like, and of course it's challenging and awful and totally disruptive. And like, I feel like we don't get moments of clarity this often in our lives, like very often in our lives where suddenly everything sort of shifts. Mm. Um, and, and often those are like, those are important moments. So yes. I'm sorry that it feels so disruptive and I'm sorry that it's throwing you into this tailspin. And I just want to say like, wow, what a thing to learn about yourself at 31 that like there's a whole world out there for you to explore and understand yes. in a new and different way. And those sort of like cosmic world altering shifts come with grief, you know, and are yes. often, you know, it's often something um, to, to, to grieve, you know, it's, it's a death or it's a, a change in your life or it's the, it's a relationship ending or it is a perspective yep. that requires your immediate presentness um, and, and requires adaptation, which, which, which goes hand in hand with grieving what, what used to be, what you used to not For know. Sure. Right. And I think yep. Sam's totally right. Partnership doesn't need intuitive sexual chemistry uh mm -hmm. partnership doesn't need mind-blowing orgasms unless you require that unless that is <laughs> right. yep. something that you want in your life um and you know i i also want to say your sexuality doesn't need to be confirmed or denied by your partnerships, by yourself. You don't need to be like, well, this is it. I'm never going to have sex with another man ever again because <laughs> this yeah. is my new life for me. I, to be honest, like I talked about like my queer anxiety before and I'm so grateful for this life experience that I'm going to share really quickly. Like mm -hmm. I... um I sort of denied my queerness for a long time, even though I had lots of relationships with folks who were not men in my early 20s. And then I was like sort of compulsorily heterosexual just because of monogamy for a while. And then I 
was connected with a woman again. And I was like, oh, my God, hell yeah. (laughs) I had that experience that the letter writer had that I was like, oh, my God, this is what I was missing out on this whole time. Yeah, this whole time. Have I ever truly liked sex until this? You know, it was like. (laughs) Sure, yeah. um, And uh, the answer was yes. It just like. It was one of those life-changing, you know, sex, really. Mm-hmm. But then, yep. and so I was like, okay, so great, cool. This is I, this is the proof that my anxious soul wanted, that, like, you are queer. You are queer. Like, maybe you're even gay. Like, maybe you're a lesbian. Because right. it's never felt like this before. And then, <laughs> the universe is funny, because then the next person I— I dated was a man and we had amazing sex. We had, we also had <laughs> sex that I loved that changed, that changed my perspective on sexuality and desire. And sure. it was like the universe was like, uh, dude, you don't need a label. It was yep. like telling me all this anxiety, all this internalized biphobia that I'd been, that I'd been fighting and resisting and, and, and denying myself was was all because I was searching for a box to fit my very nebulous, right. ever-changing life into. And this isn't sure. to say, like, labels are empowering. Labels mm-hmm. are are important. They are life-saving. They are often so useful to to point to something. You know, the reason why I call myself bisexual now is because it is it is a map that I can point to and say, look, this is where I land. This is where I live. And people say, oh, cool, cool, cool. I get that. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, like, I, <laughs> I am not bisexual. I'm a person who practices bisexuality. <laughs> okay. You know, it is, it is, it's just, it's just something I do. It's not who I am. Anyway, this is all to say, you know, you're, I don't want you to feel pressure to end your marriage because you think you have to be all one thing or all the other. And I also don't want you to feel like you need to continue this partnership because you are unsure, because you see good in all of these things. Like a lot of labels are so powerful and they are so helpful. And they also come with a lot of anxiety. I think that people don't talk about a lot. As is what happens when you have discovered something different about yourself. Right. And the it it's so much easier to sit in, oh yeah, of course I'm straight or, oh yeah, of course I'm a woman or whatever it is. And then to suddenly be in this place where you're like, uh, I don't think that's actually a hundred percent true. Then it's like, you sort of like lose your footing, right? You're like unmoored. It's like, and I think that the impulse, like Sierra said, is often to like find, it's like, once I have the label, everything will be clearer, but I don't think that that's actually very true, <laughs> at least in my experience, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like the label doesn't actually fully encompass everything and it doesn't actually help us make the decisions around what we want and what we're what we're going for or how that particular label plays in the context of our situations. So all that to say, I totally understand why you're feeling completely unmoored in this moment. Totally. Right? I totally get why you're trying to search for clarity or for something to like, you know, stick a pin in and say like, yep, this is where we're at. And now I can reorient myself around it. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that that clarity is necessarily coming anytime soon. And as painful as it is, as uncomfortable as it may be, it's okay to be unclear 
It is okay to not know these things about yourself in this moment. And it is okay for you to figure things out as they, as you go along. Yeah. Right. Is that really hard? Cause it means that it, it puts pressure on your, your husband, that it sort of puts pressure on you to understand like what's going on. Yes, absolutely. But this is a big transition that you're going through and it's probably not going to be like a light switch. It's probably not going to be like a on off. Suddenly we know everything that we need to know. So what does it look like for you to sit in the reality of the fact that the clarity is probably not coming anytime soon. And your job in this moment is to sit in the discomfort of that and find ways to navigate it. Even as you're like searching for that, that lighthouse that you can start moving towards. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to speak in closing about, you know, your marriage, what feels like it's not just that you're debating your identity and your validity. You're, 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 what is, what feels at stake is this very important relationship in your life. And whatever comes of it, I want to say, you know, it, whether you have an open marriage or you separate, um, your, you are not failing your marriage right now. And your partnership mm. with this person did not fail to, to meet the marriage requirements by all, by all accounts, it has been a wonderful, safe, um, nurturing relationship for you to find your most authentic self. Like that to me that is the sign of the greatest success of a relationship is to become more mm. yourself in it. Right. And mm -hmm. if you do end up deciding that this partnership is no longer the partnership for your life in this moment, then the truth is you grew alongside each other for all of these years. And then you found that you grew apart in ways that are not sustainable. And that is not a failing. You didn't do anything wrong. You two are just two humans practicing what it means to be in partnership and be human with one other, one another. We can never, sure. the idea that a marriage has to, to last forever in order to be valuable, in order to be respected is such a fallacy. Um, because it really forces people to to prioritize the the longevity of a relationship over the quality of the partnership and over the happiness of the actual people like if you feel like i just want to say it would be okay to end your marriage if you felt like you wanted to have better sexual chemistry in a future partnership like that is okay mm -hmm. and also it would be totally okay to say what are the other parameters this relationship could have that allows us to sustain, sustain the partnership, to keep the marriage, to keep, you know, this life vision that we had while I get to explore something else, you know, or, yep. or, or can you say, you know what, like this is wonderful, but I just don't need this in my life as much as I want yep. this other life with my partner. For sure. Absolutely. And those things can change, right? You don't have to decide in this moment what your relationship is going to look like for the next 50 years. You just need to decide what it's going to look like in this moment. Right. So if you try something now and it works, great. And if it doesn't work, is there something else that you can try? Yes. But, but you you get the option of, of deciding that stuff as time goes on, as you learn more about yourself and your yeah. relationship and what your wants and needs are. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for trusting us with this letter. I know you're in a really tricky, tricky but valuable place in your life. Um, and we are with you. We, we believe in you. Thanks for writing. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. Every week, we like to send you home with a blind date, something that we love that we want to set you up with. And this week, we are sending you home with... A show called Boys in Blue. Um, it is a documentary series on Showtime that is centered around uh, North Community High School in North Minneapolis. Um, mm. It's about the football team, um, but it is also sort of following these students as they are navigating uh, the murder of George Floyd and the uprisings that happened in North Minneapolis, or that they didn't happen in North Minneapolis, and the uprisings that happened in Minneapolis. Um, North Community School has a history of um, of sort of being marginalized for sure. Mm -hmm. It was almost closed down for a while, but it's about these football players trying to get into the state championship to play on us bank stadium. But it is also more than that. It is about sort of these, these young boys tr trying to navigate the reality of uh, police violence, especially as a lot of the coaches and mentors that they have are police officers. Um, it's super interesting. Love the attention that is paid to uh, North Minneapolis. Love the sort of nuance that they are using to approach this topic. Um, and so you should check it out. Uh, it's available on Showtime. It's also on Paramount Plus. If you have the Showtime subscription on Hulu, you can watch it there. Um, but it is called Boys in Blue. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like more content, you can get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to all sorts of other perks on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, your queerness is not validated by other people. Your queerness is not validated by who you have or haven't slept with. Your queerness is you, and it is also just a part of you. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>